You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson, and this is a new episode of First and Foxborough. Once again, coming to you from Gillette Stadium. After Thursday's practice, I hope y'all are staying cool because it is wildly hot in this joint. Before we get to the recap, make sure that you are downloading, listening, subscribing on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts and follow me at KDThompson5 on Twitter and follow First and Foxborough at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O. The main thing I would say today is it was competitive. It was a competitive practice between the offense and the defense. You could say, again, that the defense won. That's not really a surprise in in a lot of ways, but I would say that the offense fought back today. When I came back from my little layoff on Tuesday, the, the defense was just clearly better than the offense. It felt like the offense couldn't get a whole lot of anything going for real. And I would say that the last couple of days, I mean, yesterday was a, a slower paced practice. So I don't know that I would take away a whole lot from it. It was mainly teaching. And look, we're going to iron out some of the kinks here. Today was, okay, look, as Bill Belichick said before practice, this isn't teaching time anymore. This is production time. And I would say the results were spotty from the offense, but it got better as time went on. Even from the beginning of practice, I think that the offense and, and one-on-ones put up a better fight, especially in the trenches and in the in the offensive versus defensive line drills than perhaps we saw at the beginning. Like for example, Cole Strange leads it off against Christian Barmore and holds his own. That was a matchup that Strange got hurt with when they were first getting to one-on-ones between the defensive line and the offensive line. But I think you can see Strange getting better from day to day. He's looked okay in in teams where he's opened up a couple of holes that I've seen on those outside run plays that the Patriots are are trying to rep. And you can see that he fits the scheme pretty well there. And after practice, he was talking about it. And you get the idea that the stage isn't too big for him right now, that he is... He's been thrust in as the starting left guard from day one. He's gone against the likes of Devon Godshaw, Lawrence Guy, and Christian Barmore every single day. 
and you can see him continually getting better. Now, does that mean he's going to be a pro bowler right away? I'm not saying that, okay? You don't need to, to take it and, and get too wild with your predictions or even naysay it like, oh, well, maybe the defense just isn't that good. Right now, the important thing is that Cole Strange is getting better and more comfortable seemingly every single day that he's out there. He does not look out of place. And hopefully in the long term, he will justify the Patriots taking him in the first round. Right now, we don't got to worry about that, though. Baby steps. And I think that baby steps is probably the appropriate term for what the offense did today in general. Like, look, in the first team segment, for example, it just immediately didn't go well from the start. They ran a play action. This was a theme on Tuesday. They ran play action on an outside zone concept. Nobody was open deep. Had to check the ball down to Damian Harris. And then I was upstairs at the time and I walked downstairs, so I missed a play or two. But then the first play I see when I come back down is Mac Jones having to pull it down and get sacked by Josh Uche. Then Henry Anderson, Devon Godchop, stuff an outside zone play. Then there's nobody open on a boot play action. There are multiple plays in a row where the offense just isn't getting it done, though. Again, I will mention that they're still repping these these new concepts. And I think as much as Bill Belichick wants to say that, you know, teaching time is done, there's still a little bit of teaching time happening. They're going to keep drilling this stuff until they get it right. But then you had Trey Nixon get open for a catch there and they, and they move the ball down to the goal line, you know, a couple of of short gains and runs and such. Then final play of the team segment Mac Jones and Jonu Smith miss a hookup where Jonu Smith was open. He probably could have had a walk-in touchdown. It was actually, they, they were running a trips concept where the outside receivers ran inside and, and ran you know, a little rubber out, you know, a little clear out. Jonu Smith was wide open, but I think Jonu was expecting the ball in, in a different place and Mac Jones threw it behind him incomplete and that ended the first drill so that's not the way you want it to end you want a touchdown especially when you did the work to get it down there even though it was kind of arduous and then the second 11 on 11 was basically the same thing two straight plays that go nowhere nothing happens there is a, a run that gets bottled up then then the next play mac jones has to pull it down and throw it away but on third down you know they, they called it third and short they moved the chains up a little bit right but it simulated third down there Mac Jones connects with Jonu Smith, so they redeem it. He gets a catch and run and you know gets it close to the red zone. So there you go. A little bit of progress. Next two plays, duds again. We're another bottled up run, and Mac Jones has to scramble and throw it out of bounds. But then on third down again, like kind of third and just outside the red zone, Mac Jones connects with Trey Nixon in the end zone for a touchdown. So again, nothing is coming easy to the offense right now. It's, it's not looking smooth, whether they're doing it under center or doing it out of shotgun. But today, I think you finally started to see Mac Jones and this offense kind of willing themselves to, to win a rep and convert things when they mattered. And those are the, again, you would love to hear, oh, the offense is awesome. They, they're you know killing the defense finally, though, again, it'll be back to, oh, well, the defense isn't supposed to be good. So how much stock should we put into it? Again, this is all practice. But the most important thing that I think we should be taking away from this is the competition level is there. And today the offense finally started to make some plays in those situations that you want to see. Other big note from today, I mean, you're going to get tired of hearing this, or at least I hope you don't get tired of hearing this. Christian Barmore, I mean, it's nuts. He's It's nuts. So 
he did you know, lose a rep, quote unquote, to Michael Onwenu at one point during one-on-ones. But then he got Onwenu on another one with a club move that, that he got open with late. And then, oh my goodness, he abused James Ference. I mean, that was tough. He, he was riding him back into the quarterback and then just all in one motion with his right arm just throws him. Just, wow. I mean, come on, man. This guy is, you can't block him with one person right now. I mean, unless that you know one person is is really good, it, is, it feels like you're playing with fire anytime you try to block him with one guy. You got to double team him. If that if that's going to be the case, right? If teams are going to have to double team him to stop him, then that is the best case scenario that you could have for this Patriots defense. Christian Barmore wreaking havoc on the inside. That's going to help out Matthew Judon. It's going to help out Josh Uche, who, again, in one on ones, no one could block this man. Okay, Trent Brown, Isaiah Wynn, doesn't matter. Backup tackles, he's, he, he was 3-0 and on, on his one-on-one drills, and that continues on from what he was doing on Tuesday as well. Neither of these tackles can block him right now. He's too quick off the edge. And I would also say that this is something that I talked about with Arnev Sharma of Sports Illustrated Pat's Country yesterday on the podcast, that he's showing a little bit more in terms of setting the edge and sniffing out run plays. I think, again, it's too early to be like, there it is. There's the jump, right? He's dominating completely in every facet of the game. But again, those are the baby steps that you want to see from him as somebody who's who's potentially going to start. I think that he's your clubhouse leader to start out there right now because Ronnie Perkins has had a moment or two, but we haven't really seen him step up and, and dominate in any kind of way. Anthony Jennings was pretty invisible today, even though he's had one or two plays here and there where he does something. So right now, this is a lot on Josh Uche to be the guy who's going to come in and produce for you. And days like this and and days like Tuesday where he he continues to make little improvements and show that he's not just a speed rusher, right? That's going to come off the edge every once in a while and amaze you with that, that he can actually be a more versatile player and every down player. That is going to be really big because I think that when it comes to the cornerbacks, you can you can protect them a little bit with scheme. You can protect the linebackers a little bit with scheme. But with your edge rushers, I mean, y'all got to produce. Somebody's got to make a play. You need stars out there to break down the offensive line and get to the quarterback. Josh Uche's not there yet, but if he can get to be a competent starter across from Matthew Judon, that's a win. That's a win for this team. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One thing I'm increasingly, I think, getting a bit concerned by or perhaps just just wanting to, to know when it's going to change, the wide receivers not getting open. Because I would say it hasn't been necessarily about the protection. The offensive line hasn't been bad. I think that there were, what, on Tuesday, there were a couple of scenarios where people were unblocked and it was not looking good. But what I've been seeing a bit more is that the wide receivers, despite the fact that they're bringing him in on these tight bunch sets and, you know, trying to scheme ways to get them open, they are trying, but 
it's not working out as well as it should. And I think this is pretty routine. A lot of the sacks that you're seeing aren't offensive linemen getting torched. They're coverage sacks, okay? Because Mac Jones is looking and looking and looking. He's not seeing anybody open. He's he's pulling it down. I mean, there was there was one play where he legitimately had protection for five seconds. He just couldn't find anybody, and he had to throw the ball away. And I think those are issues where he's starting to get a little bit frustrated, and you could see it in the way he's throwing the ball out of bounds or or the way that he's – moving in the pocket he's just like come on somebody got to get open let's go it's interesting because in one-on-ones they generally are getting open right Devontae parker is maybe not necessarily getting wide open but on the outside he's doing his his stops and his and his back shoulder throws where the chemistry is getting better i think by and large with mac jones he had a nice one in one-on-ones where i mean it was it was just like taking candy from a baby he's, he's out there running deep and then he just stops on a dime the ball was waiting for him on the sideline it was perfect Trey Nixon had some good one-on-ones Nelson Aguilar had some good one-on-ones these guys can get open against single coverage that's not the problem the problem is that whenever they get on the field and they're running these bunch sets I, I think some of it is the spacing isn't quite right so I saw a little bit with the backups I didn't necessarily see it too closely with the ones, but I'm sure that it's probably the case where the traffic is getting too congested and you got guys that are too close. They're kind of running into each other and they are trying to figure out how to navigate these bodies on defense and how to get open on some of these routes. So I think that's probably the bigger issue overall is the receivers needing to figure out how to mesh with some of these these concepts. And then when you have a situation on that goal line play that I was talking about with Jonu Smith and Mac Jones where they missed, where they did their jobs, right? The, the pick was set, and it wasn't it wasn't egregious. It wouldn't have been called, I don't think, by an official. Jonu Smith was wide open. They just you know couldn't hit it. So there's just work to be done when it comes to this offense and, and getting things together. But I'll say this. Trey Nixon, after having a pretty slow start to padded practices, started to see a little bit more from him right now. He got open in that, you know, kind of failed 11 on 11, the very first one, but Mac Jones needed that, right? Things had not been going well for the offense. He gets open on a nice route out of the slot, set up his man to the outside, broke back to the inside on an in, and then obviously makes that catch in the second 11 on 11 segment for a touchdown. I think that he's starting to put together a couple of decent days here where again, maybe it doesn't look like he's, he's showing out and getting open every single time. But I think that he was getting open a little bit more on -on one-on-ones. He was a tougher cover. And then when you're getting into teams, he is in there with Mac Jones with the first team offense starting to make plays. He continues this and, you know, builds momentum, especially in some of these joint practices. Then I think we're seriously going to be talking about Trey Nixon making this team when it's all said and done, because I think that, again, five receivers are locks here. Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton. They're all making the team, okay? Then you've got one kind of fungible piece that I would say where Ty Montgomery could make it as either a running back or a wide receiver. He's going to make the team. At this point, it's it's a lock. He's been one of their better players, one of their more dependable and consistent players on offense so far. So pencil that, honestly, you can ink that in. Ty Montgomery is going to make this football team. Then it's just a matter of how many receivers do you want to keep? Do you want to keep six? Because if you keep six, 
Trey Nixon is in the mix to me. If you decide you want to go with more running backs or more tight ends, then maybe it's a little bit more of a question. And you see Trey Nixon trying to get in in the punt return game a little bit and, and some of the coverage stuff. He knows that he needs to do this if he's going to make the team. Right now, still too early to tell. And you need to see a little bit more from Nixon because there are times when he's doing stuff and, and you can see him out there making plays and flashing and other times where you'd like to see him a little bit more. But I would say that's now two days in a row where Trey Nixon has has done a little bit and he's been doing it with Mac Jones. Another note to keep in mind, Pierre Strong finally got on the football field today. He's generally been out in that lower field getting some some rehab work in or you know getting some conditioning and then he comes in and he doesn't really do a whole lot of anything in in the team drills it's basically been the kevin harris show when it comes to the rookie running backs but pierre strong got himself a carry today and got some individual work in with the running backs and on that carry that was actually i mean it wasn't anything particularly groundbreaking right it was like a four yard gain or something like that but again, it was a glimpse into, okay, there we go. He's pressing the line of scrimmage. He, he had a nice little run there. It was well blocked. And exact, that, again, that's the kind of thing that your first touch of your know, team drills, not bad for Pierre Strong. Another thing that I want to mention before I hop off is after practice, we heard from Hunter Henry with the, the overall media scrum, and I talked to John U. Smith one-on-one -on -one after practice. Unfortunately, I didn't realize that I had my Bluetooth headphones on, so the audio does not sound good enough to put in here, so I'm not going to do it. But I'll tell you a little bit about what they said. So I asked Henry and Smith about what this offense was going to do from the standpoint of maximizing their skill sets when they're both on the field together, because I've said this already, whatever they're doing on the field, whether it's blocking or going out on routes and catching passes, has been solid, meaning Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. And Jonu was basically like, look, it doesn't matter in the end what we are what we are doing, what personnel group is out there. We just got to execute, regardless of who's on the field. But I think Hunter Henry was a little bit more like, yeah, the two of us on the field, they've been working a lot together. They're getting a good feel for how they play and how they can build. And, and I think that in the blocking game, especially when the two of them have been on the outside in, in those condensed splits where they're running outside zone. The two of them together has been a very good blocking tandem so far in camp. And I think that that's a comfort level this offense needs to continue to build around, okay? Where last year, that was the promise of it, right? Oh yeah, they're gonna go back to the two tight end offense and they're really gonna lean on that and that's gonna be their their the basis of their offense. Right now, arguably, that should be the basis of their offense because they don't have an identity otherwise. They're still trying to figure out whether they're going to be an outside zone, a Sean McVay thing, or how much are we going to lean on that versus our traditional concepts? Are we going to be an under center team? Are we going to be more out of the shotgun, which is what Mac Jones is used to doing, right? What personnel groups do we want to use? Because we have all these different combinations that we can use. We've got the big package with like a Devontae Parker and the tight ends. We've got the speed package with a Tyquan Thornton and a Nelson Aguilar in the game. By the way, Nelson Aguilar has been looking real shifty out there. He had Terrence Mitchell looking high and low for him on one of those pursuit drills where they just kind of throw it to one of the skill players and then have the defender just, just walk up and, and tap him on the hip or whatever. It's just to simulate, okay, when you're in space, this is how you break down. Nelson Aguilar had Terrence Mitchell shook. 
Mitchell didn't touch him at all. Didn't come close. That's the, that's another thing I've been telling you. I want to see more of Nelson Aguilar in space. Haven't quite seen it as much as we would like. But look, all in all, I think that if you if you want me to point to one thing about this offense that we want to see, more of the two tight end stuff. I think that's absolutely got to happen. That's all for this episode of First in Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson bringing it to you live from Gillette Stadium. We will be back here tomorrow night for in-stadium practice, which is probably going to be a snooze fest in terms of what actually happens on the football field. But it's a fun night where we get to sit up here in the press box and and uh, chat and just kind of relax and then go down on the field and talk to some players. It's a good night for the fans and the season ticket holders and the season ticket holders to, to see everybody and interact a little bit in this sort of game-ish setting, except not really. It's going to be a walkthrough. It's going to be pretty chill, but I will be here regardless. And then next week, one week from today, it's going to be the semi-real thing. We are going to be at Gillette Stadium for Patriots hosting the New York Giants. So we can we can finally see this product in, in somewhat real football setting. Anyway, that's enough from me. Till next time.